0: Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times, and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au.
1: So good to see everybody. I'm going to jump in and share God's word for about 25, 30 minutes, and then we're actually going to come back for a little bit of revival type service where we're going to blow the roof off and praise and worship our God. Uh, one thing I know as I get older, life is shorter. Um, 53, I'm, I'm on the downhill run, life just flies by. I want to show you a photo of my fourth kid. Um, this is when he started school and his name is Finn, F-Y-N-N, Finny. And uh, last week he had his formal How quickly does time go? Look at the hair, would you? We we told him to get a haircut. He gets a haircut, but it doesn't look any different. And so I don't know what it is about young men and their hair, um, but he's just grown into a beautiful, handsome man. And I just blink and time flies, doesn't it? Think about your children, your grandchildren. Think about your marriage, your career. You just blink and time flies. Flies by. I love this series, Legacy, because it allows us to be challenged with what matters most. It allows us to kind of reflect and and think about okay, why I'm on this earth? What's the point? Well, what are we here for? Big questions that we need to wrestle with as a church. Too often we can just go through the flow, go through the motions. Big questions like, does my life matter? What am I leaving behind? What impact am I having for God's kingdom? How will I be remembered? My, my my job, for many years I was a builder and I jumped into pastoring a little midlife crisis at 35 but for 15, 20 years before that I was a builder. I got my first big breakthrough as a foreman at 22 which was kind of young. I was uh, building a TAFE college and I had my first job as a foreman so I got the surveyor in and built the profiles and uh, set out the building we, we excavated we, we dug the footings tied the rebar all ready to pour the next day and I thought I better just double check the measurements measure twice cut once right when I when I measured it it was in the wrong place I'd lost the zero somewhere and I'm like what do I do it's about six at night And I didn't have the courage to call my boss. I just sat there for for about like an hour and a half. Finally, I called him and said, mate, I've got made a mistake. It's in the wrong place. I'm I'm sure I'll I'll get fired. He said, we'll we'll, we'll just cancel the poor and and we'll reassess it. And he said, be in my office at 8 a.m. I thought, this is it. I'm over. It's done. My job's gone. And uh, I said, I guess I'm fired, right, for, for, for messing up. He said, fired? You've just cost me tens of thousands of dollars. I'm going to keep you on until you pay that back. You're not fired. You're mine. The moral of the story is we don't want to build our house, our life in the wrong place and then spend eternity regretting our life on earth. Man, that, that, that statement has haunted me all my life as a believer. I never want to get to heaven and regret my time on earth. I never want to wish I should have, could have, did I? I just never. Eternity's a long time to make a bad decision or regret your life. And so this is about God, show us, lead us. We want to be led by You. In John 14, Jesus gathers His disciples and His time is short. His time is limited. That night, He's actually going to be betrayed and crucified the next day. So He kind of gives a last pep talk to His boys to help them keep the faith. And He says in John fourteen twelve, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in Me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the... Hang on a minute. What's Jesus saying? How, how, how are the disciples going to do even greater Than Jesus did. How are we supposed to do even greater? This is a hard verse for us to get our hearts and minds around. How on earth are we going to do even greater? How are we going to do greater miracles? How are we going to do greater signs and wonders? The Bible says the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us as followers of Christ. It's not by our spirit or our ability, but it's by God's spirit and by His power. And Jesus intended His life and His stories to sort of be the the floor, not the ceiling. That, That greater things we can do in these last days. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus has called you and me to do even greater works. Greater, greater works in these last days. Why? Because people matter. People are going to hell every day. And we have a calling on our lives as followers of Christ to extend His kingdom But the tragedy for for me and for many of us as followers is rather than live in even greater, we we sort of live this life where we're stuck in even smaller. And the problem is our small-minded thinking. And we think that signs and wonders and miracles are only for the days of the Bible. That's not true. The Bible does not teach that. Uh, we, we, we hear this voice of criticism that tells us we're not good enough. We don't know enough. We're, we're not spiritual enough. We're, you know, we, we don't know enough of the Bible. Would well, you think the disciples were any better? Just read the Scriptures. They, they were struggling like us. Yet God used them. Or our experiences. We've prayed before and it hasn't come to pass. We've, we've tried and we've believed and it's failed. And, and so we can quit because of the past hurts. Or, or maybe it's past failures. Or maybe it's failures of leaders in churches that have caused us to to pull back and robbed us of the faith of the promise that even greater things can we do in the last days. We cannot allow the enemy to rob the promises that God has for us in our church. Maybe it's maybe it's circumstances. You just feel overwhelmed, you're just in survival. We've got to get God's promises and His Word deep into our hearts. That's where faith is released in the incubator of the Spirit where we can believe even greater in the last days. Once you were all in for the cause, maybe there was a calling, a ministry in your life or maybe in the church, but now you've kind of been disorientated, disillusioned and you're sort of pulled back. So every now and then we need a little jolt of the Holy Spirit. Every now and then we need a little bit of a wake up call with the power of God to sort of give us a a reminder of God's power, of God's promises, of God's Scripture, that He is still alive. He rules and He reigns. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And He wants to do even greater through you and me in these days. Do you believe that our God is more than able to do even greater? I want to drive this point home because that's what the Bible says, Ephesians 3.20. Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. The Greek word for exceeding abundant comes from hooper, which is more than per- which is beyond measure, extraordinary, exceedingly. Do you believe in a God who is more than today? Do you believe in a God who is beyond measure? Do you believe in a God who is extraordinary? Do you believe in a God who is exceedingly? Because when we believe in something, then we can believe for something. No point talking about legacy in our future unless we believe in a God who can deliver the goods. Unless we believe in a God who is bigger than our strength and bigger than our mind, and unless we believe in something, we'll never believe for something. So, today I want to share what we're believing for as a church over these next 12 months. Three areas we're believing for. Here's the first one. Number one, our God is more than able to do even greater for others. For others. Matthew 6, 9, your kingdom come, your will be done. Jesus was being asked how to pray. Therefore, you should pray like this, our Father in heaven, your name be honoured as holy, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are called to stand and believe and pray for the expansion of God's kingdom on this earth. We, We are called to establish His kingdom. It's not about building a brand or a denomination or a name or a personality. It's about the Kingdom of God. It's about expanding the Kingdom of God, seeing lost people found, souls saved, lives changed. Transforming a city, transforming the Hills District at its core. It's not an economic issue. It's not a political issue. It's not a cultural issue. Ultimately, it's a transforming of the heart through the Gospel of Jesus Christ issues. And it's only the good news of Jesus Christ and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that can transform a heart. It's only by the power of God, His Gospel, the Holy Spirit can draw a person to Christ. But we have a role to play and that's to serve our fellow man and through serving, we can then share the Gospel. We're called to do greater works, to share the Gospel one person at a time. And we often get permission to share the Gospel by serving. So here's a graphic for our mission partners who we're working with this year. Our legacy is is an offering over and above our normal giving. Half of our legacy will go to these areas. That's our Solomon Island Bible College where we're training pastors. Uh, We're supporting Lisa Harmon with the domestic violence here in Castle Hill and Wash House in Western Sydney. Uh, Missions Aviation Fellowship, taking the gospel out to First Nations in remote areas. We're supporting Castle Hill Christian education. We have Indonesian churches and schools we're supporting. Elevation Care, that's our community work where we have benevolence and we take care of people in in this area. Uh, Blacktown Youth Services is something we're doing this year where they provide programs for really struggling youth and we want to get behind them and serve them and fund them and give them volunteers and I'm really excited about our last one the care van the care van is an organization that runs around western Sydney taking care of the homeless this is a big focus for us this year because we think of homeless where they're just on the streets but there are people bouncing from couch to couch There are people living in their cars. There's elderly all alone, not knowing where to get a meal from that have been forgotten about. And what I love about the, the care van, they find these people and they go to their homes with food. They cook meals. We're gonna release you all to be part of going into people's homes, getting into their lives, serving them, loving them so we can share the Gospel To see their not just physical health, but their spiritual health, they can be saved. We'll hear more from Sanjeev and Jocelyn's, our our missions directors and our location pastors more this year. But this is a big area. Half of our revenue that comes in from legacy has to go to serve the community to help those less fortunate than us that we need to be a church that's generous that's others focused are we good with that number one we're we're even greater for others our second area for the next 12 months is our God is more than able remember it's God who's more than able not us it's God who's more than able to do even greater in our church Even greater in our church, Matthew 16. Uh, Jesus was with His disciples and He's in the region called Caesarea Philippi. Now, this is very much a region that was infused with Greco-Roman culture. It was a pagan hotspot. All sorts of nasty rituals and immoral practices. If you visit there today, one of the most significant archaeological sites is Banus. And this is the foot of Mount Hermon. And here is a picture where they actually would carve out into the sides of the cliffs little niches where they would put idols and shrines, where sacrifice would would take place. And this is where Jesus delivers this verse, Matthew 16, 18. Now I say to you, you are Peter, which means rock, And upon this what? Upon this rock I'll build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Jesus is talking about a rock. In the shadow of the most dominant pagan religious establishment of the area, one that projects Rome's power, it's so ingrained it seems immovable. Jesus says the church will rise. The church will grow. The church will expand. The church will come up against the the powers of hell, but they will not conquer the church. That Jesus promises even greater will be the church. The powers of hell will not prevail. Our greatest days are ahead, not behind. That God is dedicated to building and equipping His bride, His church. Isn't that fascinating that Jesus laid this Scripture out about the rock? in the middle of this place where they'd used the rock as as a sign of strength and power for these other religions. And Jesus said, no, there's a greater rock. It's my church and it will endure. It will overcome. It's my bride. It's who I'm coming back for. It's part of legacy over the next 12 months. We want to invest in our church. And I want to show you a graphic of where we're going to invest Firstly, an indoor playground. We have some pictures here to keep the kids safe in the foyer and also allow the parents to build some deep community. Parents, can I get an amen? Praise the Lord. Staff, can I get an amen? Keep those kids locked up. So that number one, we got the kids' playground. It'll be a a spiritual playground. They'll find Jesus in there. And and then have some tracks lying around that place. And then... we're, we're we've got some air conditioning to do in our kids rooms so it's over 10 years old they need to redo those air cons we need to take care of our children it's in those children that we're in those children we raise up the future generation of believers of, of, of government workers of, of business representatives of uh, leaders in, in council of, of husbands and, and wives it's in those kids ministries it's so important It's essential that we pour in. Um, We're gonna upgrade some of our speakers and and tech upgrades. Um, Excellence honours God and inspires people. And for me, this is more about people getting saved, actually, than you all, because you'll sit through bad music, but we wanna reach people who don't know Christ. We do, we wanna create an environment where this is amazing, I just sense the power of God. We wanna create an environment where people can be saved, where they'll love to come and to hear the Gospel being preached, Good sound, good production. It's about reaching the lost. Um, we've got our baptism tank. We blow one up and it sort of deflates and another one that sort of folds in. So we got to get that sorted. Um, we've got some youth upgrades. We're developing future men and women of God. Um, We've got our Parents of Teenagers Workshop. I'm signing up for that. I've got five kids. I've only got one teenager left, but I need to learn. um, Parents, we need help. We want to equip you and train you. We want to help you. A a prophetic training workshop. We can release the gifts in our church. Um, Staff training and development. This is probably my main one personally. I feel my role as the pastor is to train and equip the other pastors. My role is to serve the leaders in this church to to help them understand how to pastor to get them pastoral care themselves who's pastoring the pastors this is a big one for me that we can pour into our staff and and strengthen them and help them and grow them and develop them Um, we also have our cafe upgrade and we need a new little fridge in there and some more seating because we keep growing and also we want to build our worship teams now This is a big one for Bonnie and I. We want to believe and pray that God will anoint our worship like never before. We want to see the worship in all of our six locations go to a whole nother level. Why? Because we want to encounter the living God. And we know that worship all through the Scripture, even in the Old Testament in war, it was the musicians that went out first to fight on the battlefield. It, it, it's musicians that ushers in the, the, with a heart of worship the presence of God for signs and wonders and miracles for people to be saved. And I want to show a little video of what that looks like and how do we equip and train people in the future. Have a look at the screen. Come on.
0: Legacy is not just about what we leave for people, but it's about what we leave in people. Part of the story of our incredible church is that many years ago, both through a need and a dream, uh, we had an incredible ministry that was birthed in our church. This ministry was called Elevation Youth Music, and this really came from the desire and need to sing songs on a Friday night, to be able to serve our young people, to be able to give them a voice to their faith. Our mission statement is to create environments that inspire intimacy with Christ, relationship with others, and influence in our world. Through the vision of our church that one of the ways we can have influence in our world is this music ministry, is to be able to serve the global church, to be able to see this music reach over 181 countries, to be able to see over 34 million people be able to listen worship ministries around the world, to be able to give them resources, to be able to give them tools, using music that is spirit filled, that brings hope and life to people wherever they're at. We believe both environments are globally and locally. And one of the things we're going to be doing over the next 12 months is intentionally investing time, resource, energy, and funds towards our local creative teams. We've got six incredible locations across Australia and in many rooms like this, and we want to see the teams grow, be developed. One thing we want to do, we want to raise up more creative pastors. We want to raise up more audio engineers, lighting designers, graphic designers, musicians, MDs, and leaders in this space. So as a church, we're going to continue to focus resource, vision, and direction towards these ministries and continue to grow them. And, you know, we, we so truly believe what the Lord is doing here in these locations, whether it's up in Cairns, whether it's down in Melbourne, whether it's across in W.A. Mandra or Penrith or Hills or on the Gold Coast, we believe He's pouring out His blessing and His favor. And what has been started here in our church is going to bless so many churches across the globe. We, we've got some really exciting updates and things that we're going to be able to announce in the coming weeks and months ahead. But, church, I would just want to say thank you. Uh, I want to say thank you for your prayers. I want to say thank you for your support. As, As a church, as we continue to bring vision towards this ministry and to invest time, resource, team, and energy, we are so full of faith for the future. We believe that God's not done yet, that He's got so much ahead for our church and this ministry. So I want to say thank you, church. As we look ahead, keep at the forefront of our minds to be able to think about the generations to come, to be able to think about people that aren't yet in our church services, that aren't yet in these buildings, aren't yet in life groups, aren't yet in worship ministries. We believe that the Lord has so much ahead for us. We're excited to tell you more about this soon, church, and we can't wait to share and celebrate all that the Lord does through this ministry.
1: Can I just put my dad hat on just for a moment? Um, 11 years we've been at Elevation and it was a critical move for me and my family we we moved back from the States we were with Craig Rochelle at Life Church leading a large church 5,000 people on a Sunday and we came back to this little church and uh, it was at the Gold Coast it was just one location a couple hundred people but what I saw was a passion for worship in fact they had a live kids church band with teenagers and my kids all got involved in some capacity now if, if you know me I'll just tell you straight my kids are not perfect all right my kids are a mess but I'm a mess as well but they've always stayed in church because of the influence of the worship this morning Finney calls me at 9:30 I'm like I'm supposed to be preaching Finney what do you call? that's the guy on the screen earlier Dad I need your car can I get you I got I'm on cameras I'm running late I didn't know. You take the car get get up just, there's something about when we build a great environment uh, of worship, that our next generation can learn skills and they're equipped in tech and, 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 and relationships that go deep to have my daughter worship leading this morning. I'm telling you that that to us as a church is about family and pouring into that next generation. And I know worship is the language of the next generation. We don't do it for us. We legacy it forward. We sow it forward for our, for our future. Number one, we're even greater for others. We want to reach more people for Jesus Christ in our Hills District, in our nation and in the world. Even greater for our church. Our church is flawed. We're not perfect, but it's God's chosen instrument to be His bride, to equip the saints, to extend the kingdom forward. And finally, our God is more than able to do even greater for you, for you. For you, legacy is not about money it's about your heart it's about your intimacy with Christ it's about your relationship with God it's about you personally wrestling God what, 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 where am I at what do you want me to do with my life that you've given me I'm believing for, for greater faith in our church greater intimacy greater trust greater hearing God's voice greater being led by the Spirit Paul is writing to a church in Corinthian. He's actually taken up a legacy offering. (laughs) We're doing the same thing 2,000 years later. It wasn't called legacy. He's not that cool. It was just called an offering. But still, it it was for the uh, churches in Jerusalem. And let's pick up the story in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Uh, God is able to bless you abundantly. As He talked about receiving an offering to Give to the church in Jerusalem that was under persecution, he says, God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you'll abound in every good work. As we give, we must be persuaded that God is able to reward our giving, just as God is able to make the sowing of the seed abound to a great harvest, so God is able to bless our giving. Ben did a fantastic job last week talking about sowing and reaping. It's a, it's a different method of economy, God's economy. The world teaches us to build and hoard, God shows us to release and to give. And, and Paul's explaining through this verse that Ben unpacked last week that generosity comes, it operates out of sowing and reaping. Because where we give, our heart follows and we change we, we, we start to hurt for the things that hurt our God we, we start to have a burden for the things that burden our God and often where our finance goes our heart follows that we be about the Father's business we be about building His kingdom all of a sudden we, we care about things that God cares about and, and, and all of a sudden we become this um, tool that God can use to pour His Spirit out we become a conduit of His grace, His love and His finances now as, as we said last week we do not believe in the prosperity gospel we don't believe you give 100 bucks and you get whatever you want back you get 200 back God's not this cosmic vending machine where you put money in and pick out 8, 5 and get the chips you, you, you don't give to get something because our primary motivation is jesus oriented not self oriented But the Gospel is true and the Gospel is clear. There is this biblical prosperity. There is this blessing. There's this supernatural anointing that comes upon the believer when they're obedient. That God is able to bless you. He's able to draw you closer to His heart. He's able to work through you. He's able to do things you can't do on your own. He gives you witty inventions, ideas of work. He connects you with the right people. You you, you have this network. Suddenly doors open. You're hearing His voice. He's your partner. You're going through life together. You you change even greater things. I want to share a little testimony of some people that have given some reasons why they give. I pray it'll inspire you and I pray you 2 we'll have a testimony out of this season of Legacy. Have a look at the screen.
2: Hi, my name is Kathy. My name's Sue. And I'm a part of Elevation Melbourne West. I'm Mark. And I'm Nola. And we're from the Mandurah location. This is is my my Legacy legacy story. Story and I give to Legacy is because we believe in the power of giving. It's releasing our faith and our finances into the local church, and it's actually about sowing a seed for the generations to come. I give to Legacy because I want to see lives transformed. I feel God has asked me to give every year to Legacy, and I just want to be obedient to God. We give to Legacy
3: to help build the kingdom of God and the local church. We are giving to something bigger than ourselves and our family circumstances.
2: Legacy has impacted me to trust God more with my finances. And each year, God has been faithful to me in my finances, in my family, and in our church. I think our giving to Legacy has um, impacted both Ross and myself for for years in the past, right up into the present. And it's actually not about my feelings of how I feel about giving. It's actually about an activation of our faith. And it's putting our faith above our feelings.
3: As we've given, we've been blessed both financially and physically. Uh, last year I had a major operation and through the blessing of God and the healing power of God came through and it was a miracle uh, for all concerned.
2: My prayer for Elevation Church and for all of our movement, our network of churches in INC, I think both Ross and myself, our biggest prayer is that we have healthy, thriving churches. And to do that, it requires the people to be healthy and thriving and disciplined in our area of finance and in every other area of our life. Our
3: prayer is that the church will be be blessed and be a blessing to the community. It would bring us all closer together as a family church, the building
2: being utilised. My prayer is to see our church grow, souls saved, lives changed, God moving mightily in our church, in our lives, in our families, in our community.
3: Make a start, start this year. Don't put up barriers or obstacles. You and your family will be blessed and our church will be blessed.
2: If you're thinking of giving to Legacy this year and feel God telling you to, be obedient. Your giving will change someone's eternity. Let me ask you this question, what are you worshipping? Think about what you worship. Your bank statements will show you the idols or the things that you're worshipping in your life. And we are called to a life different from that, a life of honour and worship to God and his house.
1: Today we get to uh, participate, all of us get this great joy and opportunity to give over and above our normal giving can be a one-time gift or a pledge over a year. But it's more than about, as I said, money, it's, it's a statement of faith, that we trust God to be obedient. I'm not going to tell you how much, I'm not going to hard sell it here. I just want you to hear God's voice, be obedient, seek, pray. But here's what I do want to push, and we're going to do this for another 15 minutes. Our God is more than able. Our God is more than able. We can believe for even greater things in the last days for our children because our God is more than able. We can believe in healings and and people to be set free and miracles because our God is more than able. You can believe for your business for breakthrough. Our God is more than able. You can believe for your marriage. Our God is more than able. You can believe for those prodigal sons that come home. Our God is more than able. We we, we can believe for relationships that have been broken down, can be restored because our God is more than able. We can believe for a harvest of souls because our God is more than able. We, we can believe for breakthroughs, for the move of the Spirit, for revival to come. We can believe for that because our God is more than able. I, I'm, I'm I'm firstly believing and and, and just been stirred to see revival. I don't even know what that means or how or what, but I just know there's more. Because there, there, we serve a God who is more than able, and we serve a God who has more that He wants to share on His children. We just have to get our hearts aligned with His, believe the promises in His Word, don't let disappointments and hurts of the past, don't let uh, failures, don't let other people's uh, disappointments us that we can trust God for who He is, a good God, that our greatest days are ahead, that God is more than able. In fact we're going to sing that more than able. I just don't want us to sing it because there's lyrics on the screen. Church, can we sing it from our spirit? Can, can we sing it from our heart? Can, can we sing it out over our children? Can can we sing it out over our schools and our unis and our workplace? As we sing this more than able, just look at that break room, at your smoker room with all those concrete. And think, God, how are you going to reach them? He's more than able. As you're in your office and you're you're looking across and they're backbiting and they're gossiping, our God is more than able to deal with that. I was going to say lady, it's not always a lady, dad, guy, whoever it is, that bitter, nasty person. You know the one? Get cut off in traffic. Our God is more than able to rescue that person that needs Jesus Christ. Our God is more than able to give us more car parks because QS keep filling up out there. Our God is more than able. Our God is more than able. Father, we pray that you are more than able. Church, can you stand? Can we sing? Can we believe? Can you release your faith today? Our God is more than able.